This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Ratchet Ramblings brought to you by Flawless Noises Media Network. You are probably surprised to hear me bringing a show in, but that's because I am a one-woman show with a little bit of company on the side. Adrian and Jeremy are taking a night off. I can't wait to hear y'all back next week. Love y'all. Enjoy your rest. But Mike is here and we're going to deep dive into some of these shows. Um... Do I got anything interesting to talk about before we get started? Probably not because the Martell shit, no. Oh, the Martell Holt shit. So over the weekend in the Love and Marriage Huntsville Straight No Chaser group on Facebook, they started posting about Martell going to jail, and I was like, "What? Going to jail for what?" And they were saying it was for like assault and battery against his baby mama, Ariane, and that he supposedly strangled her. But where it got really interesting is nobody could pull up a mugshot and the booking information was not posted. Then Martel and Ariane went live on Instagram to say he's not in nobody jail. They both are at home resting comfortably. But... I don't know if that was the best move for them to make because what was also very off-putting is um, Ariane looks very puffy in the face like she's pregnant. And I remember them posting some pictures of her um, in the group recently and it looked like she was busting at the seams in the stomach area. So that's interesting. I haven't seen any pictures of... um, Sheree and Martel together since that little magazine launch or a magazine party thing where he was on the cover of a magazine. So this is very interesting and I'm I'm wanting to see how it'll play out, especially because Love and uh, Marriage Huntsville will be back April 8th. Mm. So that's very interesting. Um, And then anything else really weird happened? Oh, Married to Medicine. So Anila and Dr. Contessa and Dr. Scott did not get their contracts renewed. And so they will not be coming back for the next season of Married to Medicine. I'm not shocked that Anila's contract didn't get renewed because that whole robbery shit, it was a dud. It was a bust. And I am shocked about Dr. Contessa and uh, Dr. Scott because they have so much drama in their marriage. However, they are last season were pretty tight lipped about it. I believe Dr. Scott was cheating on Contessa and maybe they found out after the fact. Um, but they're not coming back. So that's interesting. And Phaedra, who from Real Housewives of Atlanta, who was removed from the show after the whole Candy and Todd tried to drug and sexually assault Portia Gate, is being brought into the Married to Medicine fold because she is supposedly dating a doctor. So this should be really, really, really interesting. And I don't know because Phaedra and Quad are supposedly really good friends. They and seem like two bitches who would get along. I'm not going <laughs> to hold you. 
But that could be a catch twenty two because they could get on them cameras and totally fall out. We've seen oh, that happen. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that happen with Quad and quite a few ladies on the show. So that that's why this will be like pretty interesting. And then we have <laughs> we're adding a new show into the lineup. It is the show on Bravo with Escaping SWB Diva Something Messy. Messy. It's so messy. It was so good. So let's go ahead and jump into what are we jumping into for oh basketball wives. Mm. So as y'all know, Malaysia has exited the show citing that her mental health is worth more than being on this TV show and allowing these women to basically spill her tea before she's ready to spill it in regards to her home being in foreclosure. And as we talked about last week, rumor has it that Jamal Bryant was paying her mortgage and then he stopped and it, and subsequently her home ended up going into foreclosure. That hasn't been confirmed by any reliable sources, but I don't put anything past anyone. So... Mm-hmm. It could be true, especially with the way Jamal Bryant be slinging meat. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, I wanna talk about British because she went to Texas for what she calls a business meeting. Um, the judge found out about it. She didn't have permission, and that is why she ended up with the ankle monitor on. And she's having. Oh, this, that's how she got the ankle monitor. That's how she got the ankle monitor. And so she's having this conversation with Jackie Christie, and she's like, "Well, you know, I had to, you know, I made a decision, and these are the consequences of it. I went somewhere where I wasn't supposed to go, so I got to hold this L. So why are you not having that same energy about stealing people's identity? Why are you not being accountable there? Why are you not being accountable about being a scammer?" Cause you, <laughs> but you can't. I know you can't on TV because it's on. It's an ongoing situation, and if you do that, you all but admit guilt, and that's the end of you. But the the conversation really should be why you stealing people's identities, and probably black people at that. They probably wasn't no crackers. If they was white people, they would have caught her ass a lot sooner. So miss me with all that. Gotta be accountable. Gotta stand up. Gotta own my shit. You're a scammer, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you are a fucking scammer. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like you are not accountable. You're not. You're not some stand-up citizen. You are a bitch that uh, illegally you obtains and uses people's social security numbers to get credit cards and all type of wild shit. You you are a fucking menace to society. That's a Jamaican. Huh? Huh? Or one of them Middle Easterners yeah. that from that one show we used yeah, to watch. Yeah. Trafficked. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are a fucking crook and a criminal, bitch. You ain't don't try to use this whole accountability shtick with us. Fuck you. <laughs> a scammer being accountable. Is it's mad fucking hilarious. because it's not true. It's like, yeah, I know. I wasn't supposed to go, but mm-hmm. you went anyway. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> hey, fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> but then we have um, Brooke in this fucking divorce. Girl, just divorce the nigga already, please. That's the one where her man was cheating on him. Yeah, she found out you was cheating on her. And, yeah. now, and now she left him. Now basically. she left him and she be in the church crying like she had a funeral. Yeah, yeah. girl, lead a nigga. That's File funny. for the divorce and call it a fucking day. What are we doing here? She being way too dramatic about him getting some pussy. Like, I'm just, like, I understand, like, you hurt. 
<laughs> like I get it, <laughs> but <laughs> she being way too like way too dramatic. Like either take the nigga like, back or don't. Like it's <laughs> and and stop with like okay. She's gonna take this nigga back. That's what all this. That's, that's what's what all this, this about. That, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what all this is about. That's she's trying to figure out how she's gonna live with herself after she take this nigga back. That's, that's what this what about. about. That's what the guilt. It's a, she feel guilty for being a weak ass hoe. Yeah, yeah. Stand up. Yeah. She finna. She finna take this nigga back. That's what all. That's, that's all. About. She conflicted and she feeling bad. This ain't yeah. about the fact he cheated. This about the fact she don't really want to divorce him. She like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Hello. <laughs> 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 you hurt me right yeah that's what there nah she finna take this nigga back um, in there British British and Brandy got into it and not British and Brandy Brandy and DJ Duffy got into it and then DJ Duffy is in therapy with her uh, fiance Iman because she she they don't have good communication issues. She say he long winded, and he says she only listens to react and defend. She doesn't listen to understand. Which subsequently that's what happened between her and Brandy because Brandy wasn't taking no digs at her. Brandy was like, you know, hopefully after you start going to therapy, communication therapy with Iman, you know, maybe that will flow over into other aspects of your life. And DJ Duffy just got mad like, don't. Don't mention my man. And since you mentioned Iman, and is that why you you treat Jason so bad and belittle him and cuss him out? Like she really went the mile whole time. Brandy was right. Like <laughs> you you was listening to react and listening to defend yourself, not listening to understand. And the whole thing it just kind of escalated. I also think Brandy putting a lot of sauce on shit because she want that top dog spot after Jackie. Like so far, typically. That the hierarchy of things on this show would be Shawnee, Evelyn, Jackie, and everybody else. But there's no there's no Evelyn and there's no Shawnee, so that leaves Jackie at the top of the food chart. And now somebody else want that. Uh, that I hope that, I hope somebody else take it because I do not like Jackie. Somebody else want that 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 boss spot under Jackie, or they want to knock Jackie off they square. But don't do it at the expense of trying too hard. Like, I feel like Brandy is trying too hard to paint herself as a mean girl, and it's not really working out in her favor. She just looks kind of weird, and mm. she's having her own issues in her marriage, which I want to say, I don't necessarily feel like Jason is wrong. Yes, Brandy, he's retired, and now it's your time to do you. But at the expense of everybody uprooting their life and moving to L.A., to me, cities like L.A., New York, you know, like Chicago, Atlanta, Houston, you know, shit like, like Miami, those big-ass cities are an acquired taste. You really have to want to live there. Yeah. Just moving there because your partner want to move there. That's a that's a mighty big conversation to have, and that's a that's a lot to ask of somebody. But I will say this: I do kind of understand where she's coming from. At least when I was when I was watching it and I was listening to specifically how she felt about it, where she was saying like, you know, for the last fifteen years, she had to sacrifice because she was with him and his career and she's basically been his cheerleader and his biggest supporter for the last 15 years. Right. And if you re- if if you retired now and she says she moved four times in the same year for him. Yeah. 
So, like, I, I kind of understand where she's coming from, too, in that aspect. But I think they need they need better communication with each other to, yeah, to, I, to, get, to get to a resolution. It, it, it shouldn't be just, I want you to move, and I don't want to move. You know what I mean? There has to be some some other conversations going which i i do agree and i understand that but his his career afforded them a lot more than what she's trying to do is affording them if we are to be honest yeah no absolutely like not not trying to say this cookbook won't take off and so on and so forth but it's it's a chance it won't and i'm about to be shady brandy is not the next tabitha brown (laughs) okay She's not the next Tabitha Brown. So asking your retired husband who's on a fixed income to uproot you, uproot himself and his kids from somewhere that's probably very affordable. And he's coaching. He's coaching out yeah, in Yeah, he's coaching I mean, out in too. Texas. Yeah, I don't he, know where they are in Texas. And to uproot them to expensive-ass L.A. where you are not clocking the type of bag he was clocking as an NBA player. Again, there's got to be better communication. There's got to be some honesty. Y'all got to be realistic. And because right now, y'all both y'all both doing too much because y'all paying two rents and two mortgages or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Living, living, living on two different, you know, living in two different places. And she's visiting on the weekends. And visiting on the weekends. So y'all spending mad money on the airfare. Flights. yeah. Ho- hotels, renting, house notes. It's just too fucking much. So y'all need to figure it out because at, at the end of the day, y'all... Y'all spending more money than y'all bringing in doing that shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Also, I'm not going to say LA doesn't have a robust food scene. I'm just going to say you can you can become a great cook. You can push a cookbook from it, anywhere. From anywhere. You, like you could you could just go out to LA to for marketing. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. still do all that other shit from Texas. That's true too. Yeah, you know. So there's there's that and and um i know the season is gonna get spicier so i'm just being patient because there's gonna be a big blow up between jackie and jennifer and there's gonna be another big blow up between duffy and brandy and so i want to see that Mm. now let's go to love and marriage dc because it's getting really interesting because (sighs) love and marriage dc this is why i don't like getting too attached to new people when they come in because they welcome Joy into the fold with open arms and she's sitting up there talking shit about Ashley, talking about Ashley fake and her and Alicia is phony and shit like that while smiling in her face. Like, that's really fucking weird. And even Ashley said on Twitter, like, her and Joy had built a great friendship and relationship before the camera started rolling and as soon as the camera started rolling, shit gets sticky. Let- but that's what you was just. That's talking that's about, what though. I was just saying. Like, but some people when they get in front of them cameras, they want they be add a lot of sauce. They yeah, want to. They want to be, the be not wanna, even want to be the center. They want to be seen as valuable for mess and chaos yeah. to keep them around. Because I'll be honest, if some new people get added to the show and they boring, I don't want to see them back. And I could be honest about that. That reminds me of Lewis and Tiffany from Love and Marriage Huntsville. Oh. Like, they don't really add no value to Love and Marriage Huntsville. I don't need to see them. They're way, they way more annoying than they are. Entertaining. Yeah. So, I understand Joy is trying to secure a spot beyond this second season. But it's 
not really giving because she can't never stand in her shit. Like this is taking me back to the shit with Shirella when she told Arena that Shirella's husband Black was shady. And then when it came up, she like, I did not say he was shady. Whole time, she didn't call this man the whole definition of shady. Bad business dealings. He can't be trusted. He underhanded. Saying somebody can't be trusted is basically saying they shady. Exactly. And when she was called out on it, she couldn't stand on it. So that's the same thing I'm getting from this whole, her calling Alicia and Ashley fake and phony. And then when Ashley brought it to her, she's like, I never said that. That's not true. You my friend. I love you. I show up for you. Whole time, she did call him fake and phony and say they couldn't be trusted. Like, if you gonna come in and that's your energy, you gotta stand on that. I don't, I don't mind a mean girl in these situations, but stand on your shit. Don't be no coward about the shit. You being a punk bitch, and I don't like that. They gonna catch her at the reunion, though. Yeah, they gonna tear her ass up at the reunion for sure. Um, because they always roll them cameras back. They put them cameras, they put that scene right up there on the, on the, uh, on the little TV they be having up there. Yeah, for sure. They'll go right to it. Um, I do not care about winter dating and I do, I, I could take or leave Shirella could just cause I think for you to say Ashley is your longtime friend. I think it's a huge conflict of interest to be getting that close to winter knowing how much shit winter didn't talked about Ashley. Like, so I don't really care about their presence on the show. Y'all already know I don't like winter. I don't give a fuck about winter. I don't give a fuck about her blind date, her she could see date, her <laughs> death <laughs> date, her she could hear date. I don't care about none of that shit. Her birthday. <laughs> yeah, nothing. <laughs> I do not care. <laughs> um, but I wanna talk about the I wanna talk about quick. Man, quick, buddy. You gotta take care of yourself, bro. You gotta take care of yourself. Like Taking a day or two off is not resting and taking care of yourself. You in the hospital for for days at a time when if you just took better care of yourself, you could avoid them hospital stays. Mm-hmm. You ended up having to take five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days off when you could have took some time off, went to the doctors and handled your business. Like you gonna you gonna put yourself in the early grave because you 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 playing around. You, you really playing with your health. And I don't think you want to do that. I think you want to see your kids grow up. I think you want to see your kids have kids if that's what they choose to do. You want to see their big accomplishments and their careers and things they choose to do in life and what's important and what they're passionate about. You don't want to be in no early grave or, or cl- you can't leave the house because you, you know, you stuck on bed rest or you can't get out the bed. You can't walk. You can't do this. Take care of yourself. Your wife is all but begging you to take care of yourself. She really is. Like, you a good dude. I think you a good dude. I think you bring a lot to the show. I think you a great asset and a great ally in your community and where you grew up at. But how can you pour from an empty cup? If you're not taking care of yourself, how can you give back to so many people something you don't have to give because you're not healthy? Health is wealth. And I think you should understand that. It's it's worth more than than those dollars you're chasing. Yeah, yeah, I and that what what always tripped me out about him is like I think his his heart is always in a good place. Yeah, with that, like he's working to try to just you know take care of everything, make sure everything's set. But I think he's overdoing it for sure. He is overdoing it because he it. feel like if he's not doing something, then he's wasting his time, and that's not necessarily true. Yeah, I agree. Also, Quick and Ashley, invite us to your Christmas party. We like Christmas parties. <laughs> We I like eggnog. Spike it. Hit oh, it with yeah. that spice rum. Yeah. 
We got ugly Christmas sweaters. What's up? Let's go. I, I for sure enjoy a good eggnog. For sure. Um, boy, <sighs> Jamie is the most unlikable husband on this show. Unlikable partner. He is fucking. He act like a cop. He do every everything he does that's out of order and out of line. I definitely be like, yeah, you a cop, and it shows. You a cop, and it shows because you. One, acting like it's no big deal to blow up your wife's spot, being mean and nasty. And when she call you out on it, you say like, jealous of you. You was nothing before me. Nigga, what? You said, I was I was with you and you was nothing. Like, don't do me no favors. What'd that mean? Because you a fucking cop. You a pig. You pork, nigga. Don't act like that. <laughs> That's why you didn't say shit about it until you was fucking retired. And I do think you jealous and and not jealous in the way that you think your wife is going to leave you, but jealous in a way that for so long you have been the provider for so long. She has leaned on you to be the provider and the leader that it makes you scared for her to venture out on her own and do things that don't automatically involve your input and you being there for them to move forward. That wig line, it could go on without you. And I feel like you take things like that personal. Anything that doesn't directly involve you and Arena together as a couple, it scares you. That's because he got a huge ego. His ego is uh, like a is cop out there. Like a cop. Yeah, his his ego is for sure out there. Like and you could tell, you could tell that just with the way he he's been interacting with his son. Yeah, and you went to therapy with your son. Now you need to go to therapy with your wife. Honestly. Because he need to go to therapy with himself. He do too. And and let me tell you, whenever people say I don't got no drinking problem, they mm-hmm. got a drinking problem. Cause why everybody saying you got one? I don't got no drinking problem. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. You got a drinking problem. You definitely do. Got one. A drinking problem. Got it. You. That's you. Okay. And then and a drinking problem don't always mean you drink too much. It means that when you drink, you act completely out of character yes, yes. and not and in a good that's way. What people, that's what people get confused because it don't mean that you drink too much. You ain't got to you ain't got to be some alcoholic to have a drinking problem. No, it just means that when you drink, it brings out the worst in you yep. and both quick, both Ashley, Arena, your son. And I'm sure other people who are close to you and around you. Have said the same thing. When you drink, we have seen multiple times on this show, you get belligerent, you get loud, you get disrespectful. And this is to your your wife and your kids. So I can't yeah. imagine how you used to treat them perps in the street. Or how, or, or how you would treat a stranger. You know what I mean? Yeah. If something pop off. Right. Exactly. Um, They went to a sex store. And I, I mean, eh. Arena is attractive. <laughs> but I don't want to see Wizard Kelly in a ste- in a sex store talking about honey packs. Yeah, whatever work she had done, she looked good. Yeah, she a good looking woman. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I don't want to see Wizard Kelly in the store talking about getting on the pill. That's <laughs> not for me. Yeah, that was a lot. And I don't want to see you in no store at your big girl they age. They got, being my man in, said they got pills, they got drinks. They, they got, got pills, potions, drinks, honey packs, whatever you need. And he dapping it up. 
Listen, I don't I don't wanna see I don't wanna see no old ass senior citizen in no said, fucking sex store. She make me wait so long that I be I'm so, so excited. excited. You come that, quick. I mean you the wrong that that's who need the name quick. <laughs> you and the motherfucker talking sure about she can't have no she can't have no deal though. Why she can't? Nah, it, and it happens. It happens to the best of us. Like everybody have a look moment. at you telling on you know yourself. Everybody have a moment. I'm not telling on myself. I'm saying it happens to everybody. That ain't no. That ain't no thing. I'm. Is but you if part it's of hap- everybody? Huh? Huh? What? What? Huh? I'm saying that everybody has had a moment like that. I'm not right. saying that it's an, a reoccurring event. Right. Cause that's when it become a problem. If it's a reoccurring event, then yeah, for sure, you need a honey pack or whatever they, whatever the fuck they selling, <laughs> whatever they got, you need that <laughs> honey pack, bunny pack, whatever, whatever they doing, bunny pack, money pack, whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever, whatever they doing, yeah, for sure. Whatever you need, bro, bro. Get you one. <laughs> like if it's a reoccurring event, like if every time y'all y'all do it, you out of there in a couple of seconds. You out yeah. there coming quick? Yeah, you need you need you need what they you need what they selling. Whatever they prescribing, take that. <laughs> you being I'm, ridiculous? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that. <laughs> because <laughs> he because he made it seem like it was a reoccurring event. The way he's you know what I mean? <laughs> like it happens all the time. And he needs some help with that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we didn't need that on our TV. Yeah, screen. no, I could have, I could have went without that whole. For sure, I could have. They could have just showed her shopping for whatever she wanted to get. For I sure. Need... <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. But you unattractive, so I don't want to see that. You know. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> we about to slide over to Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. The third part, and I really don't got too, too much to say. It's just one thing that I would like to hit on, and that was the conversation when the husbands came out and how Candace read Giselle for filth. Um, But I want to talk about one thing. We have, I have stated on my social media several times that Giselle had made a habit since Candace and Chris were introduced to the show and they had a conversation and she kept referencing Chris's penis and she ended up doing it for seasons thereafter, right? Just a a couple times every season she had mentioned Candace's husband's penis. And so... That's weird. Right. And so what I want to say is one... That's a form of sexual misconduct and being sexually inappropriate. But because you're a woman and Chris is a man, nobody gonna say nothing. It didn't cl- get clocked like that, and you know, it's until a, he said, didn't he say something about it? He said something on the reunion finally, oh. and he was like, you know, Giselle, you have spent many seasons making reference to my penis and things like that, but I never came to you like, oh, Giselle, this made me feel uncomfortable. Blah blah blah, but. If it didn't make you feel uncomfortable, that's your right to not feel uncomfortable. However, society has told us that men should feel a sense of pride when a woman speak on their genitals and speak about them sexually and shit like that. Like she bringing up your dick. Oh, she must want it. And so that brings me here. This is why I think Giselle 
felt away when her and Chris were talking alone in that room because it honestly I believe she felt how she felt because she has made so many sexual innuendos and has made so many explicit comments regarding Chris that it would look very funny in the light for them to be in a room alone together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you roll the footage back and this woman has mentioned this man's penis several times, right? Yeah. And now they in a room alone together talking. I don't think Chris did anything to make you feel uncomfortable or to warrant you feeling uncomfortable. But I do think the history of how you have interacted with him and comments you have made about him made you feel uncomfortable because you know they were inappropriate. Right. That's what I believe. Yeah, like your own guilty conscience made yes, you feel uncomfortable. Yes, your own your own past actions, your own past behaviors made you say, Ooh, this is gonna look real crazy if people find out we was in this room alone Let talking. Let me get ahead of this. Let me shift the blame and shift the focus off of myself because hmm. he, I'm the single woman, but he's the married man. Right? And let me say this. Let me say this with my fucking chest. My friends who are married, I have their partner's numbers. Their partners have my number. Mike knows how to get in touch with women that I am close to. And I don't for one instance feel like anybody involved would violate me in that capacity. Period. And I know that my friends don't feel like I would violate them in that capacity or their significant others would be inappropriate with me in that capacity. Right. Okay. Like, no, that's, that's, that's a line of disrespect that you, you can't cross. You can't like, do no, that. Like no dead ass. That, nah, you can't do that. I'm I'm going out of town yeah, with my, with my boo Bree and our other friends this week. And the, to make the arrangements, I had to be in contact with Colin, shout out to Colin, or I have a birthday coming up. And, you know, Bree has told Mike, like, whatever you doing, just let me know. Not once did it cross either of our minds, like, oh, why are you texting my husband? Why my husband texting you? Because there's, we haven't been inappropriate. Yeah. We haven't made inappropriate comments. We haven't had inappropriate conversations. We're not sitting around referencing the other person's partner's genitals and shit yeah, like that. You know what I'm saying? Nah. And so... When I was watching the last part of that reunion, that's when it struck me. Like, Giselle has made so many inappropriate comments regarding Chris and his genitals that, again, she wanted to get in front of it, like Mike said. And the easiest way to get in front of it is to say, oh, why would a married man be trying to talk to me alone in a in a room? You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Like but a nigga can't Chris, have a conversation. Yeah. I, but the thing is, Chris does not has not referenced Giselle in a sexual manner. Only one person in that situation has made inappropriate comments about the other person's genitals and shit like that. And it's it's Giselle. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, first off, get that off my chest. The next thing I want to say is, I understand Chris Bass's anger with this whole situation, but I need you to clock out when something doesn't pertain to you. Siri, you better shut up, girl. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, she apologizing on behalf of the crackers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I need you to clock out when it's conversations about colorism. Because you as a white 
a straight white man in America have the ultimate privilege. So I don't think you have a space in a conversation about colorism amongst black women. That's a conversation your wife should lead and your wife only. Right. You should be quiet. What did he say? He basically was like, because Giselle is so fair-skinned that people were easier to believe her than if somebody, his wife's complexion, my okay. complexion, so why they believed believe her. <laughs> that would have shut him up right there. Why they ain't believe you? Right. You the white man in this situation. Why they ain't believe you? But even but, that, but even just, still, and, just, and even if he had, and he probably do got a point there. There is a yeah, point to be a made, point, but, but that you but can't you make have, that point. You, you can't make that point yeah, when you have yeah. a privilege far greater than a fair-skinned black woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a mixed-race black yeah, woman. Yeah, your privilege still, yeah, your privilege still far outweighs theirs. Which is why, honestly, we can say if we're talking about privilege, you had a privilege in that. Before the cameras even rolled, people kind of rolled their eyes at what Giselle was saying. Yeah. So let's not do that. But Candace did read Giselle for filth. She called her a bitch-ass gutter snipe. And she said that Giselle is the reason why a lot of women are afraid to come for it or can't come for it. Because you have women like Giselle making frivolous allegations... To have a storyline or to cover up some shit. I don't think any of this was potentially done to cover up the shit that happened with Robin and, and Juan and the hotel receiving shit. But I think because Giselle is so tight-lipped about her personal life, she has to create drama in other ways. Mm -hmm. And that can be amongst her castmates and their spouses and shit like that. So I do agree with Candace. However... We got to have honest conversations um, about the fact that women don't come forward because of patriarchy. Okay. Women, uh, women don't not come forward because so many women out here lie about rape and sexual assault because statistics show that of all of the rapes and sexual assault situations reported majority of them, only, only 2% of them are, are false. Yeah. So that that is not the reason why women don't come forward. Women don't come forward because, because motherfuckers of, don't get punished. Yeah, they don't get punished. Patriarchy says that men should have access to women when and how they want to. And then there's a lot of victim blaming. Then there's a lot of victim blaming. So I wanted to to cut into that a little bit, but I do agree that what Giselle did was very very nasty behavior. It was unbecoming. How somebody made you feel and what somebody did to you are two different things. I can say something to you mm -hmm. and it can make you feel a way, but that doesn't mean how I said it meant to make you feel that way. Right, right. You know, how it, how I said it and how it was perceived can be two different things. And, and those two different things don't necessarily have to be one is right and one is wrong. It could be you didn't, you didn't have any, any ill intent. Chris wasn't on no malicious shit or trying to be sneaky or trifling, no. but it maybe it made you feel a way because again you've had a history of referencing this man's penis. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even understand that. Like, why would you be doing that? Cause she's a fucking weirdo. Okay. And then when <laughs> you know Candace basically yeah. said that Giselle, as a fair-skinned woman, has a privilege that darker black skinned women don't have and that she was able to make that allegation 
and nobody blinked twice at it. Mm-hmm. But if a darker woman made that allegation or if a darker woman feels violated, it's not seen in the same light. Mm-hmm. Because Wendy was... Okay, if y'all don't believe colorism exists on this show, I'm just going to give a very clear-cut example. When, when Monique and Candace had it out, and they they had that little push, of, push and pull tug of war shit, Giselle then went and hired security and said that she felt unsafe around Monique, who is a brown-skinned black woman, and she didn't want to be in a room alone with her without security. Mia, who is very light-skinned and, and half black at best, attacked Wendy, who's a dark-skinned woman, twice, hit her twice, hit her once and threw a drink yeah. in her face. Nobody got security. They, nobody blinked. Nobody got security. Nobody felt threatened. Nobody hired private security. Mia wasn't called aggressive and this, that, and the third. They didn't want her fired. They didn't want her iced out from the group. None of that. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. So colorism definitely exists in this group and they have been rolling clips back from previous uh, season reunions of Ashley and Giselle acknowledging colorism exists and that they have a certain privilege. And so why are y'all playing dumb now? Don't y'all know this footage lives forever? Yeah. It lives forever. That's the one thing. Y'all got to keep y'all lies and y'all truth straight because this footage lasts forever. And I wish, and I feel like Dr. Wendy is still trying to be in Giselle and Robin's good graces because when Candace checked Giselle and called her a bitch ass gutter snipe, um, Wendy like, uh, Candace, that's unfair for you to question her blackness and this, that, and the third. Nobody is questioning that woman's blackness. She's half black. And she likes skin with green eyes. She sits in very close proximity to whiteness. Let's mm-hmm. be fucking honest. Like, if you put Giselle somewhere where it's wintery, where they get winter, and she lose her summer tan, and she ain't got on bronzer and makeup and shit, she gonna look like a white woman. Yeah. But also, again, they tried to... I, I think I seen that part where they was telling her that she was doing the same thing that they was doing. Like, they she was colorism and that was not remotely and that was not colorism it was not colorism at all and the fact that they keep trying to act like again it's very convenient that the only the light-skinned women on the stage minus karen Mm -hmm. act like they don't know what colorism is yeah like y'all know what it is y'all 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 receive a privilege from it especially when it comes to darker women so i just think y'all are full of shit that's it. That I feel like y'all are full of shit. And I don't believe anybody will get cut for this upcoming season. I think it's going to be messy and all kind of shit. But I wouldn't mind seeing a cash shake up. I wouldn't mind seeing a couple ladies move to friend of the show versus having a champagne mm-hmm. glass. You know. Um, and now on to this SWV escape show. I was hesitant. Again, shout out to Adrian because she was like, I really would like to add it to the to the lineup. And I was like, okay, we can do that. I don't mind adding new shit to the lineup and getting, you know, mixing it up and getting some new shit going on. Um, I was not expecting what we got for the first episode. Mm-hmm. First things first, um, kudos to these ladies, all of them, 
I'm a little bit minus tiny because, you know, I don't fuck with her and her husband like that. But these ladies have been working in this industry for a long time. And I did not realize that even though they're not making music, they are still heavily sought out to tour not only in the U.S., but overseas as well. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, SWV said they doing like hundreds of shows a year. Yeah. And all over the world. All over the world. Now... It's no secret that Escape has had drama for years, especially between Latasha Scott and the rest of the ladies, specifically Candy. But some new shit emerged because Latasha, who, if you remember, she went solo. And that's why the group broke up. She went solo and she ended up like being with Slip and Slide. And she had a little bit of a success here and there as a solo artist. Mm -hmm. But... She is the vocal powerhouse of that group. And we can be honest about that. Yeah. She is the big voice. Then I would say her sister. Then Candy. Then Tiny. And when you put them all together, they they sounded good. There's no denying that. But Latasha Scott is a vocal powerhouse that nobody wanted to see solo. And I'll be honest. When it comes to a lot of the good black uh boy, gr- boy groups and girl groups of R&B groups and shit of the days past... I love them, but I really didn't want to see a lot of them solo. Yeah, no, that's a fa- but, and it's hard to go solo when you've been in a group like that. Like I love One Twelve. I don't want to see One Twelve solo. Like I know New Edition might be the only exception with like Johnny Gill, Bobby Brown, BBD, and Ralph Tresvet. They had some solo success as well. But mm. as a whole, R and B groups, I don't want to see them solo. I don't want to see Escape solo. Mm-hmm. I can't stand Candy's music as a solo artist. <laughs> they <laughs> get the fuck. <laughs> Legs and hips and body. You got to do the echo. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But it came. So apparently when they were performing at like some lovers and friends fest in Vegas, uh, Tamika and Candy got locked out of their dressing rooms and Tamika and Latasha end up getting into it and Latasha told everybody to kiss her ass and Tamika said well if you had to ask to kiss and then that just set the shit off because Latasha talking about you body shaming me now Latasha been skinny for a while now <laughs> like she I'm not even trying to be funny but I feel like the other ladies is bigger than ty- than Latasha now right now yeah they bigger than her and she still is holding on to a lot of baggage from back when she was bigger the quote and unquote, the big, big girl, girl in the group yeah. and i understand and feeling, she was never even really that big but you know how for the industry she but was the industry, big yeah that's what i'm and saying I, you know and how i understand that and i think she need to sit down and be real with her group members about the resentment she holds for them for them never backing her up when people used to reference her size like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the big girl could do this. Oh, the fat one could do this. I think she resents them for them never saying, uh-uh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. If you going to call her something, call her Tasha. Right. That's her name. Like they, they, I agree with that. They definitely should have said somebody should have said something. Somebody should have said something. Yeah. But now, all these years later... You still had these body insecurities, which I understand most women have body insecurities. So I get it. And I'm not saying you wrong, but it's some other shit going on. And we got to talk about the fact that your sister Tamika says you stole $30,000 from her. 
And she's so Tamika says that Tiny called her up some time ago and was like, Have you been getting your royalty checks for some new royalty they I were getting? Why they didn't ask Tiny in, in the, uh... Yeah, and she was like, uh, t- She was like, She told Tiny she never got them. She said Tiny did some digging and found out that the checks were going to Latasha and Latasha's husband, who is a huge point of contention between all of the other girls was depositing the checks in his account. And Tamika said that she could have pressed charges, but she opted not to. I'm going to be honest with you. I would have gotten her husband locked up. Whoever my whoever was depositing my royalty checks is is who would have been going to jail. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying she lying, but I'm wondering how much of it is true because you're not just going to take $30,000 from me and I'm and I'm going to get over it. And I'm going to just sweep it under the rug. That's not what we going to do here. If I'm not pressing charges, somebody got to fight me. Somebody got to fight me or somebody got to get on a fucking payment plan because I want my money back. Yeah, no, for sure. And so they go and they meet up with SWV and you could cut the attention in the room with a fucking knife. It was that bad. Like Tasha and Tamika didn't even hug. Then they mama called Tamika like, oh, Tasha, want to squash this and come over. Let's talk. I want to talk to y'all and see what the problem is. Let me tell you something, Tamika Scott, you a you a good woman. Because I would have told my sister and my mama to suck out my ass with a silly straw. The way her mama acted like Tasha could do no wrong. And I'm talking about Tasha sitting over there taking digs at her. Like Tamika, like we family and Tasha like unfortunately. Uh, nothing I could do about that. Ain't nothing that. I could do about that. Like taking digs like that. And lying about the money and shit like that. I need Tamika to get them receipts up. Let's call it For in the, the next air. Episode. Let's, I would like to see that. I would like to see it. Because I want to know if I could fuck with you heavy and just fuck your sister and your mom. Or is all of y'all fucked up in the head and playing <laughs> games. <laughs> I need to I need to be nah, able to sort through this. if she's lying about, uh, about them stealing $30,000, that's wicked. For if sure. If she's lying. For sure. Like I would, yeah, my mama and my sister, yeah, I would, I would have swung off on one, and I'm not even sure who. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I can't. I got a feeling she might be telling the truth just because of the way her mom acted. Like it wasn't no big deal. Cause her mom got super quiet when she brought it up. Like, like, like oh, I, nah, you could, you shouldn't bring that. Turn the cameras off. Mm-hmm. You turn the cameras, yeah. Turn the cameras off. You airing our dirty laundry now. Yeah, yeah. One so thing, I got a feeling she's telling the truth. One thing Latasha Scott wouldn't be able to escape is these fucking hands. <laughs> escape. <laughs> like, yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> you see what I did? Yeah, that yeah, was, that was, that was, was a little sprinkle on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spice me up, yeah, baby. Yeah. Take me out to dinner. <laughs> Byron. Um, yeah, she would have had to fight me. She would have yeah, had to fight me. Because ain't no fucking way, boy. Yeah, somebody would have been getting a thirty thousand dollar ass whipping for sure. I don't even know what that looked thirty like. grand on these hands. I don't even know what that looked like, but I, it, it's bad for sure. Big bad, bad and beat up. <laughs> no way you stealing that kind of money from me, and I'm just gonna walk it off. I'm I'm crippled if you steal that kind of money from me, and the only way I'm gonna get up again is to knock your motherfucking head off. You are gonna have to cut me a check, or you are gonna have to get cut. Those yeah. the only options. Yeah, no, absolutely. And mama, mama, you going in a home, bitch. You going in a nursing home because this bitch going to jail. Now who got your back? Now what they going to do? Nah, sure. fuck out of here. You done out here with me. 
Ain't no fucking way. I'm looking forward to the uh, to the mess because it looked like it's gonna be some mess all the way around with all of the ladies it and looked like it's something the balance that it too. looked like something going on with SWV. It looked like it's gonna be something going on with Tiny and and uh, what's her candy and yeah. you know it looked like all the ladies gonna have to figure out the balance and act and all this kind of shit. So I'm glad we added it to the lineup. Thank you, Adrian. I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, that's it, right? That was all yeah. the shows. Well, thank you for sitting in mm-hmm. and being my co-host. Um, I will not be here next week. Uh, maybe, I don't know, probably not, because I don't get back in town until, like, when we record. So you might not hear me next week, but you for sure will get an episode. And with that said, we are out. Have a good week. Stay safe. Stay blessed and stay out of people's way. <laughs>